Yeah, that's okay. Hi, everybody. On the internet. Oh, there. Okay, yeah. All right, it's working. Yay. I started the recording too, so. We're on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hi, everybody. Good morning, whoever is out there or whoever's going to watch this later, I guess. Um, So I'm not going to take credit for this again. This was another one of Mickey's ideas, but um, this is something that we're going to do a little series of these. Um, I guess it'll be a a little bit of a a, a revamping, a redoing of some of the conversations with Coach. Um, Obviously, these ones will be virtual and not in person because that ain't allowed. So um, probably weekly, um, we'll be doing something like this with different guests who have different, uh, either different expertise or just different viewpoints. And uh, it'll give us an opportunity to chat and share some information, but also give you guys an opportunity to ask some questions um, and just uh, another, another way to chat outside of meditation and classes and uh, so far the things that we are doing. So uh, welcome. And today Mickey and I are here and we're going to talk uh, about a couple things. This will be a kind of a wide ranging one. Uh, they'll probably get more specific as we go, but this will be, um, you know, Mickey is obviously our resident um, counselor and training mindset guru, uh, goal setting aficionado, uh, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> You're giving me a lot of nice titles. Good words. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, so we're going to go through a couple things. If you guys have questions, I think Mickey is looking at Facebook. My internet's probably too yep. slow to handle that. So if you have questions, feel free to pop them in there and we will interact with you guys. So uh, first off, Mickey, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Hanging in there. I was just saying that um, we did the first support your local box workout this morning and I felt pretty good about it. I mean, I didn't feel good watching Diana because I think she liked me, but then I felt even worse about it after I went on the leaderboard. So I think there's a problem. There's probably a point to be made in here about not comparing yourself, but people out there. I did six rounds and somebody did 15. So good for you guys. (laughs) It's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, Mickey. Yeah. Um, so let's just, I, I noticed a, a post that you sent, I think it was to, uh, to a group of us the other day um, about goal setting. And I think it was, it was related to having kind of a big picture, 10,000 foot view, long-term goals and how that is in terms of being successful, the precursor to setting your your shorter term, smaller goals that kind of lead up to that. Did I get the gist of that? And if, if so, do you want to elaborate? If not, uh, tell me, tell me what I got wrong there. Yeah, for sure. So there's a couple different theories that are used uh, for psychology in terms of goal setting. Um, And the main one is called goal systems theory. And that's kind of what most people use in terms of sports psychology. And the way that they look at it is like a hierarchical structure. Um, So 
statistically speaking, people who set their goals up this way are more likely to succeed, are more likely to not be distracted by other things that come up, aren't likely to become as complacent over time. Um, it's a continued pursuit over life and their goals shift, but they stay on a progression of success. They also statistically have higher life satisfaction as well. When you say setting goals this way, um, what exactly do you mean? And do you think yeah. you could give us an example? Yeah, so basically the way that they explain it is there's three different levels that you can set your goals at. So from the top down, uh, the first one is called superordinate goals. Um, and those are, those are like, they almost seem unachievable when you first like think about them. They are idealistic. They're based on like the person you want to become. So they're very much so about character traits, about identity, um, about a feeling um, and a way of life. So that's kind of at the tip uh, of the structure. And then beneath that, using that as kind of like your core values or your guidelines, you set your intermediate goals, which are your middle level goals, which can be, uh, let me think of some examples here. I'll go into examples after. So those are your middle level goals. Um, and then they're more so uh, probably like achievement-based, uh, mastery of skill, uh, hitting a certain level of things. Um, and then beneath that are subordinate goals, which we like to call them task goals. So they're the everyday short-term goals that are the little steps that are going to get you to the intermediate goals. And the intermediate goals get you closer and closer to the superordinate goals. Um, so for an example, uh, tip of the iceberg, I want to be a fit and healthy, youthful, energetic person. Um, I want to be productive. I want to... Um, find passion in the everyday, like that would be kind of the, the picture of this, the superordinate goal. And then beneath that um, would be your intermediate goal. So I want to run a marathon. And then beneath that is I need to run like 5k three days a week. And this is my training plan. That's the um, subordinate goals that you can set. And you can set multiple ones in different areas of your life. And it really doesn't affect your level of achievement if you have multiple goals set in different levels. Um, but having a really clear vision of who you want to be and why it's important is kind of the main key to achieving all the other levels. So even deeper than that, like the why, it doesn't even have to necessarily be just about you. It can be how those qualities, that picture affects other people as well. Because some people are driven more by how they affect others than they do themselves. And either option is fine. So it's going to make my parents' lives better. I'm going to be nicer to the people around me. They're going to have greater experiences. And or I'm going to feel this way because this is who I want to be. Why, um, and I, I know that you've got some studies that you've read um, yeah. about this. Why is it important when you're talking about the superordinate goals, why is it important to choose character traits and not... Um, you know, something like uh, a little more tangible, a little more like, hey, I want to uh, um, have a certain job or a certain yeah. family. So when you set the superordinate goal based on your identity or your kind of idealized self, it's broader, which means your chances of achieving other goals in other areas of your life are more likely. So just because you have a certain job doesn't mean you're going to be the person that you want to be. You know what I mean? So say, for example, you've got three intermediate goals. I want to have this job. I want to run this marathon and I want to, I don't know, save this much money. Um, 
the marathon goal could align perfectly with this and you might be really likely, but does that necessarily mean that the other two goals are going to align? You know, having that idea of who you want to be is going to allow you to connect those intermediate goals. So that way you can set broader goals in your life and be more likely to achieve them. So it just means like, you're not going to become complacent once you achieve that goal. So yeah, I got the job. Now I can just sit on my ass and not care. That's not, that's not really what it's about. Sure. So does that mean that those two questions, the super yeah. organic goals don't need to be smart goals. They can be a little Correct. bit more broad and concept driven. Yeah, exactly. They are basically, um, they're not specific per se, and they're not necessarily time oriented either. They're like a global image of the person you want to be. The goals beneath that, the intermediate goals should be smart goals. They should be time oriented. They have a little bit more broad, they're longer term, but they should be time oriented for sure. And then maybe a stupid question, but how important is it that the intermediate goals align with the superordinate goals? Very. Yes. Very, very, very. So if, they, if your picture of who you want to be doesn't align with the goal that you're setting, every day you're going to question why you're doing it. Right? It doesn't, they call it like a disconnect um, between the two. And the more fluid it is between each of those things, the more likely you are to actually continue on and overcome the short term pleasures and see the long-term goals. So those little things that come up in the day, ooh, I'm gonna eat that piece of chocolate cake because it's gonna feel good now. It makes it really easy to fall into those as opposed to, no, I wanna be this person, I wanna achieve this goal, this is who I am as a person and who I'm striving to be, so it, it makes it more tangible. Yes, and then, so why do, and this may be just too broad, we may need to dig into it, but why do some people, why are some people, why do some people find this easy? Um, and maybe we can, maybe there's a couple topics here. You know, for me, I, I, I can, sometime, well, I guess it depends on what it is and this will probably, this will probably lead into it. But for some habits, I can just say, hey, I'm going to do this every day. And just like that, I'll do it. And some things I'll say, hey, I want to do this. And I, you know, I'll set a 66 day challenge and I'll put the X's on there and it just doesn't stick. It, I, or I just don't do it. Why are some easier than others? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's enough. Yeah, so in terms of some people finding it easier than other people, practice, right? Uh, I find it easy now because I've been doing this for 20 years, right? Like my life is based on setting goals. Uh, so I just, I'm really good at it because I practiced a lot uh, and I spend a lot of time doing it. Um, people who find it challenging a lot of times are really distracted uh, they have a lot going on and find it overwhelming to move past all that stuff and get dig into it. Sometimes there's a lot of emotional consequences too to digging into these questions. Uh, so people just don't want to feel vulnerable and put themselves into like that deep conversation with yourself about who you want to be and what your experiences are. Um, and then some people just they're around, like a lot of times it's social learning. They grew up with families who don't set goals. Uh, there are social people around them. Their friends don't set goals. They're just not the kind, the kind of people that do that. Uh, and so through observation, you learn that that's just not a process. You just didn't get to practice that or witness it. And so I guess what I was saying is why, why do some of them come easy to me and some of them not? Is it that I'm choosing um, habits uh, that are that are within my comfort zone and that's why they're easier um, and if so what's the value in choosing habits that you know 
probably would lead me towards where I want to go, but they're not in my comfort zone and I struggle with actually implementation. implementation. Yeah, there, there can be a couple different reasons, right? So sometimes unconsciously that picture is really clear. Uh, and when we set a habit, it aligns. So you don't even have to think about it. It just fits perfectly into that mold. It's very fluid, why it's important, why you should do it, it's very tangible. And it just comes naturally. And it could be that you've practiced those types of habits a lot before. So it, it, it just works out. Um, and it could be that it just fits into that category. Um, for some goals, it can be a couple different things. It can be just, it's not the right habit. It's not the right time. Uh, there's some step that you've missed that you need to take on first before you can accomplish that. It might not fit into that fluidity, that category of who I want to be. And it might, it might, it might, but you just might not know it or see that clearly. Um, so there's a lot of different reasons why. If you give me a specific example, we can dig into it, but, uh, but it kind of depends on the person and the goal. A lot of times it's not, it's just not the right goal for the right time. Yeah, I could definitely give you specific examples, but I'm not yeah. sure that's necessary. <laughs> okay. um, I think maybe, you know, what I've heard a little bit of is, we'll talk maybe specific to this, this situation, this scenario now. Um, what I understand is that, you know, your superordinate goals, your overall picture, that shouldn't change in any kind of time like this. Um, but the intermediate and the, the subordinate tasks are, are goals. I wonder if, you know, because of the external circumstances, should that affect how challenging I make my new goals? You know, am I setting myself up for, for failure? Am I, should I hold myself to potentially a lower standard or should I, what was, what was that? I think it was, I think it was Kelly Graham shared an article, um, about, you know, the people who are, hey, you've got this time, you should be extra productive right now. And how, you know, you don't judge yourself if that's not the case kind of thing. So should I be adjusting how I set my, my intermediate, my, my subordinate goals during something like this? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I think is, is probably the most important is the ability to pivot in these kinds of situations. So being able to recognize that maybe my intermediate goal needs to change, or maybe my subordinate goals, my daily tasks need to adjust because the reality of my life, the way that I set these goals up in the first place no longer exists. So in a situation like this, it's, it's going to take some self-reflection, how you're feeling, has your life really changed dramatically? Um, if so, you know, how do I reset these goals? Where do I stand right now? What's really important to me? Um, and then if not, you know, how do I actually feel emotionally? Because a lot of times the external circumstance can change and, and, or can stay the same, pardon me, but internally your emotional status can change. Um, your, your mental well-being, your mental health can, can shift and change and come in seasons. And I think you have to have a really good kind of look on yourself. Like, where do I stand today? Uh, and what's the most important thing I can do today that's going to get me closer to the big picture? and not worry so much about the intermediate goals right now. Um, on, on the note of, you know, right now, cause obviously this is on everybody's minds and, and there's a lot of uncertainty, um, you know, and everybody's in very different situations. Um, you know, how do, I haven't necess necessarily spoken to a lot of people who are stressed out except for, you know, maybe within these four walls kind of thing. Um, 
<laughs> I don't think she's going to watch this. Um, but you know, how do, how do I deal with, without being too specific, how do I, how do I deal with that? You know, I don't have any, I may not have any control over, you know, when things go back to normal or, you know, when I can go back to my, my regular routine, my regular life. Um, you know, what do I, what do I put in place so that I'm not kind of dragging myself down here and I'm, 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 I'm still moving forward, um, you know, not getting into bad habits, all that kind of jazz. Yeah. So one of the things you can do right now is, so there's a couple different ways you can do it, but really it's taking some time to remember that big picture of who you want to be. Whether that's like writing in a journal and reminding yourself of the reasons why you want to become this person, why it's important to you and being upfront about the challenges that you're going through today. Um, whether it's, you know, having a conversation with somebody, whether it's just looking at like idealized pictures or seeing people online, but, but just a, a check in on what that picture is, what that super superordinate goal is um, to remind yourself of that. Um, and then also like a practice of self-compassion, uh, you know, your goals are going to change day to day based on how you feel. And right now, like this is a really weird time for a lot of people. And for some people setting up a routine where they can basically treat it like a regular day and try and give themselves some structure can alleviate some of the anxieties and stress and, and keep them a feeling of normalcy where they can still work on their goals. And then some people just need to stop and like feel the emotion and deal with what's going on and really confront like, okay, I feel like crap right now why you know what's going on okay I need to deal with this first these feelings this situation first here in myself and then I can start worrying about all the other stuff so it really depends on you know how deeply you're feeling it Mm -hmm. and where you stand in terms of that Um, but I found for myself so last week I made like a little agenda and scheduled my days like they were regular work days so I get up at the same time I get dressed in my work shirt I go and breakfast I work out at the same time and having that structure has alleviated a lot of anxiety um, and for me like I'm, I'm just that type of person where I find routine and structure really helpful some people find it a little bit limiting or maybe confining and that's fine but for me that that really helped yeah, I think I think that's probably more common maybe than you would than you would expect that that routine is you know, whether you think you like routine or not, and, you know, during your regular life, oh my God, it's always the same thing. It really does reduce, you know, the, the uncertainty, the decision fatigue, all those kinds of things. And just, it makes it feel like more normal life, if you want to call it that. And um, I think that's the smart idea. And you definitely see a lot of that on, on social media right now. People are trying to talk about, hey, I'm, I'm trying to maintain a routine and that's what's keeping me sane through this. Any other any other tips for people who, you know, potentially are, um, you know, maybe alone during this, that they don't live with other people um, or just, you know, for me, <laughs> and this may sound bad, but I was talking to Chelsea yesterday and you hear a lot of people saying, oh, I can't wait to like, you know, get back and see all these people. And like, I'm, I'm a little bit more introverted and like, I'm okay with being at home a little bit. You know, I do, I do miss uh, seeing you guys and working out, but like, I'm not freaking out that I'm not hugging all of my friends right now. You know, some people are, uh, Chelsea's laughing at me. Uh, but those people who, you know, are potentially don't have the support system at home or, or just are more social people and are really struggling through this, 
Um, any, any tips in that world? Yeah. So most people fall into kind of two categories. There are outliers, of course, but most people are either they're introverts forced to work in an extroverted society or, or place kind of like you, uh, or they're extroverts who either worked in one or the other, an introverted place or an extroverted place, but either way right now they're, they're lacking that social aspect of their life. So there's a balance there. Um, introverts might not recognize how important that small bit of social interaction is in their life. And right now it might not hit them, but in a week or two, they might start to feel it. Whereas extroverts like myself are really struggling <laughs> um, for that social connection. We're social beings. I mean, in terms of evolutionary processes, like we are a societal social human being, right? Like we need our tribe in order to survive. And it's instinctual to us to align ourselves with a group of people who hold us like, safe. Um, and so like, whether you know it or not, biologically, you need people. Um, so for me right now, what I'm trying to do is definitely like having online meetings with people regularly has helped scheduling that in. I was speaking with someone this morning and saying like, you know, you used to go out weekly and visit this person and have a coffee and chat. And that was really, really nice. Like you can still do that. You just have to do it through a screen right now. But even just that could be a positive impact having some scheduled stuff and it's something to look forward to if you schedule it into your week like all right we're gonna pair up and every Wednesday at 5 p.m. we're gonna have a glass of wine together via video and just like shoot the shit for 15 minutes mm -hmm. and you have a couple days to look forward to that and you don't wonder like I was wondering like when's the next time I'm gonna talk to some someone like when do I get to see people uh, and that's stressful so having that in your schedule can help yeah yeah perfect time to set up a, a no pants party yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing pants right now. Chelsea does. So, so specifically for um, for our group, our our CrossFit Closer members, family. Um, what uh, what resources are available? What um, well, I'll just step in here because I, I know I've been reaching out to a good number of people on Facebook and, and nagging them to come to classes. What I've heard first off is the people who were tentative at first to come do classes um, and got a little bit of a shove. Um, I think what's going on is people feel like, well, it's not the same as being in the gym. Like, how good can it be? I'm, you know, I'll just work out at home alone. And then they try a class and it brings back the majority of that good stuff that we look for. Um, the, you know, the things that we miss from being in class, that, that social interaction, um, you know, joking around in the circle. Um, I mean, really the coaching as well, like being able to be nagged a little bit about our movement. Um, for me, that's what I miss. Um, and that's what I've noticed from those people who didn't necessarily decide to do classes right away and that have been, forced uh to come into a class is they're like oh this is this is what i remember this is what i was missing a little bit you know not 100 percent, but for the most part um so aside from obviously just you know joining in classes or joining in our 815 meditations um what other you know are visiting uh listening to these talks that we're going to be doing and and whatever other things we provide online uh but aside from that what other uh, resources um, are available for them. 
Yeah. So there's a couple different things that, you know, we can do. So a lot of our members had specific goals or have specific goals that they're working towards in terms of the fitness, whether it's achieving a certain skill, whether it's, you know, losing weight, whether it's refining a movement, whether it, whatever it might be a competition goal. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've done some personal training online with some members. And at first when I thought about it, you know, I'd done personal training online a long time ago and I was a little concerned that it was going to be missing that like in-person feel, but the reality is it was awesome. <laughs> it was so nice because like you get to work one-on-one -on -one with that person and help them out. And not only are you getting social interaction, but great coaching, but like you feel good and human again. Um, and it's another step towards achieving your goal. So, uh, if you are finding that you're struggling right now um, and you can't quite get into classes, the timing doesn't work, or you just don't like the feel of it, personal training online has actually been really, really good. We offer 30 minute sessions and those have been a lot of fun as a coach to be able to do, but also as a client, like there's a ton of value in there for you uh, for accountability and, and staying uh, on track. Mm -hmm. uh, we also offer accountability coaching. So if you have a 10 X or a pro membership, um, you get, included in your membership, 15 minute calls with a coach, basically to make sure that you're doing the things you want to do, helping you figure out where you stand in terms of setting goals. If you need to set a specific one, uh, they'll help you kind of dig deep into what that superordinate goal might be. And then how do we work down from there? Or if you already have goals set, they're just going to make sure that you continue on them, uh, giving you resources and tools. Um, and if it's social interaction you want, that's what you're going to get. You get 15 minutes to chat with somebody awesome about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think there's a couple, you know, a couple things that we, that we could feel challenged with right now. Obviously, you know, we always talk about the gym, you know, the, the one of the main things is, is fitness. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot more, to, you know, to closer, strong, to improving ourselves than physical fitness. Um, but I know, obviously, that's, that's one of the main things that we do. And this is a time where, you know, you've been, you've been working out and you've been making progress for the last however long you've been doing, um, either working out with us consistently or working out um, outside of, of our gym. And, you know, this, however long this is, this couple of months is a great opportunity for you to lose all of that fitness. So, you know, the goal here is, my goal is not to necessarily get fitter during this time, but it's to not lose any fitness or <laughs> minimize the amount of loss that, that happens during this time. So, you know, those resources of, of hopping in in classes or doing some skill sessions, right? It, it, I think the idea of personal training, you know, we think of as like, well, the coach is going to stand there and coach me while I do a Metcon. It doesn't need to be that, right? So, you know, if you've been working on some skill stuff and you've been seeing some progress or you've been really challenged with that skill, it's a great opportunity for you to, uh, to get some individualized coaching and get some cues and, uh, you know, some, some after work to do on your own so that you can make some progress on that stuff as well. Um, but then really the accountability stuff you know, this is obviously we all struggle with ring, with rings, um, with other things outside of the, the fitness is, it seems to be easy, right? We can coach you through that stuff. No problem. Um, and then even outside of this time, you know, we all have other things that we're trying to sort out in our lives, but more, more, more potently, that's not the right word, but, uh, you know, all that is exacerbated now during this, 
I don't even know what to call it, right? I mean, it's just, it's just such a strange thing that we're all going to remember. Um, but there's different challenges associated with, with this. So, you know, having someone outside of your whatever, whoever is in your little bubble that you're living in uh, to talk to and, and throw some ideas off, um, you know, I think is a great opportunity for people to, to get an outside perspective uh, because we're definitely living in little bubbles and uh, when you live in a bubble, you don't, it's, it's really hard to kind of see outside of that. And I talk about that all the time, just in terms of like, you know, I'll, I'll go out every couple of months and I'll be like, oh my God, people still do this or do that because I live in the gym bubble where everybody has the same habits and everybody has the same activities. And I'm like, oh, people still do that outside of this little bubble. Uh, so now I our bubbles have shrunk. Uh, you know, there's two people and two dogs in my bubble and that's all I know the guy that drives down the street and sometimes pulls into our driveway because he's looking for fishers, which I don't get. Uh, but, you know, getting outside of that and talking to somebody who's in, a, in maybe a different bubble, who's got a different perspective, um, definitely can be beneficial. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it in terms of kind of two different ways. So for those of you uh, who already had goals uh, and this situation came up, you know, you've, you've got kind of two opportunities here or two, two scenarios. Scenario one is you give up on the goal and just kind of say, fuck it, like I'm done, <laughs> it's over. Or you pivot and you may need help to pivot to be able to reset a, a better goal or a different goal for right now that will still eventually lead you up to wherever you want to be. The time frame might change, but it doesn't mean you have to give up. It just means you have to kind of reframe and acknowledge the situation that we're in. Um, and you're going to see a huge difference when this ends between those two different people coming back to the gym. The people who kind of gave up and did nothing, but this versus the people who held on and, and did whatever they could uh, are going to find it easier to come back and stay accountable and transition back into a gym routine. Um, I mean, our mental and physical health, right, are so connected. We're, we're whole beings. It's not mind and then body. You have to take care of both. And luckily, you know, doing exercise in a group of people can affect both positively. So taking classes will help talking to people and working with people who are like-minded, who are going through similar situations will help as well. And then for the people who didn't have goals and you're all of a sudden have all this time and you're stuck at home, this is, could be a great opportunity for you to start digging in and think, okay, like, why do I go to the gym? Why do I do all this? Why is it important to me? Who am I striving to be? Uh, and then how do I make those day-to-day -day decisions that are going to keep me on track with that? Um, there's a lot of great reading. I'll post some, some books and articles that I find uh, over the next little while into the members group as well. Um, but, but this is an opportunity to kind of dig into your why uh, and what it is you're actually training for. So that way, when you do come back to the gym, you've got some purpose and some drive behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great point. Literally what I wrote there was why and underlined it a bunch because, you know, in, when we meet for accountability calls or, you know, if I just, if I just have a conversation in the gym with, with somebody, it's all, that's the only question. I mean, what's, what's the point? And it, it's not even why are you, you know, why are you working on your muscle ups or why are you, you know, squatting now? It's, um, you know, like, why do you do anything? You know, who is it that you want to be? And is this leading in that direction? Um, you know, because, hey, I want to I wanna have a six pack is an answer, but why? I want to be able to lift this much. Well, but why is that important to you? 
And I think if you, if you, if you ask yourself that, and I think, you know, you want to ask yourself that a few times, okay, well, that's the answer to this question. Okay. Well, why that? And then, okay, what's the answer to this question? Then why that? And really dig into it. And I think, um, you know, you're going to be able to, to get to the root. And then, and then during this time where you may have a little bit extra time, start working on setting some habits, creating some habits that, that lead in that direction. Yeah, there was actually a really cool study that showed that it takes about seven questions of why before you actually get to the root uh, of it. So like one, two, and three get you somewhat scratching the surface, but it's like an onion and you need to continue to ask why, 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 why over and over and over again before you really get to the root of it. Um, and sometimes that vulnerability can be uncomfortable, right? Like you're, you're digging into your core self and it can take practice. So there's a couple of strategies you can use to kind of build yourself into this if this is a new concept to you. Um, so daily journaling, and you can do it in a couple of different ways. You can do free association, which is kind of what I do now, where you just like literally write down whatever's in your mind for a period of time and build the journaling practice uh, before you start digging into specific questions. But just getting used to writing about what you're thinking and feeling can, can build you into that. Um, you can also you know, basically like write out a character sketch. Um, so there's a really cool psychologist from like the 1960s who used to use this. Uh, and you basically like looked at yourself from the third person and wrote yourself out as a character um, in a self-idealized way. Um, and it's a really cool exercise if you, have, if you try it to, to kind of step outside of yourself and think, okay, so if somebody on the outside was looking at me and idealizing me and who I am, what would they see? What are all the great characteristics I have? What are the things I'm working towards and striving towards? And sometimes that can give you some clarity of thought. Mm. Uh, and then uh, finally, instead of like a character sketch or journaling, you can do like a perfect day exercise. So if you're still not quite in that, like I wanna get vulnerable into my why, you can close your eyes and imagine what a perfect day would seem like to you and write that down as detailed as you can. And sometimes that can open up that creative spirit or that kind of questioning spirit and, and give you an opportunity to think about it. Um, but like, what time would I wake up? Where would I go? What would I do? How would I spend my time? How much time would I spend on these things? You know, uh, what are, and that will a lot of times tell you what's important to you and what's not. Yeah. Cool. Well, at the risk of making this drag on too much, um, I think we'll probably get to the end here. Um, what I would like to say maybe is if you guys have um, topics um, or, or people who you'd like us to uh, ask said topics to, uh, feel free to, to write in the comments, uh, to post some questions. Are there any questions in there at all? No, just highs. Okay, hi. Um, yeah, my plan is to is to get some different people on here and ask them some different questions. So if there's a, it doesn't even need to be re related to being isolated. Um, you know, just questions in general for for anybody uh, that we may have access to. Uh, feel free to post them. And um, yeah, I'll keep saying keep joining us at eight fifteen to meditate. You know, great opportunity to set a new habit. Um, what I'm thinking is we'll probably do this every morning, even after those 30 days during the time that we are shut in. It probably won't be uh, quite as long as the end of that challenge. We won't, we won't do 30 minutes, but uh, you know, if you're interested in learning, not learning how to meditate, cause I'm not teaching meditation. 
But if you would like to join us um, and, uh, and meditate with us, we would love to see you at 8.15 every morning. Mickey, you got other things? Um, I think just like a final note uh, to everyone is like, not all of us are feeling this in the same way. Just like in grieving, each of us grieves in different ways and in different time frames. Each of us are going to deal with this in different ways. And I think we have to have a little bit of compassion for ourselves and for others, because some people are going to feel it right away. And some people are like, ah, this is nothing. I'm used to it. And over the course of time, it's going to come in waves and change for each of us. So a little daily check-in, like, where do I stand today? How do I feel today? What was good? What was not good? Okay. I'm going to accept that for what it was. And tomorrow's a new day. Um, for yourself and then for the people around you. So if you're quarantined with someone, for, with a partner, for example, recognizing that they're going to have good days and bad days too, and that mm -hmm. they're going to go through this process differently than you, and that's okay as well. And sometimes you, you kind of have to recognize, like, they might not even realize that they're going through stuff. So deep breath. This is where I stand. This is where they were today. Compassion. Let it go. Yeah, easy to judge yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think, I think in general, we can take away, you know, if you want something um, simple, is that if you do that why exercise, you do those super ordinate goals and you look, you know, maybe it's the perfect day exercise, whatever, whatever route you want to take. If you have that picture in your mind, you know, especially during a stressful or challenging time like this, when you make a decision or you decide to do something, you know, filter it through that, uh, that frame, you know, does it, does this more or less is this more or less in line with where I want to go, who I want to be? And, you know, if it's a small thing and you're okay with it, not, you know, like don't judge yourself. Right. Um, but I think as long as you're in, in general moving towards that, you're going to feel good throughout, uh, throughout this. Yeah. Yeah. Every day, every day. It's just like a remember, like we are quarantined in a global pandemic and it's okay to not be okay. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's okay to eat some chocolate if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's a fresh day. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much, Mickey. And uh, thank you to anyone who joined us or will watch in the future. Um, it's likely, I don't want to, I don't want to promise, but it's likely this will be like a Monday thing, if not another day. So, <laughs> so thank you. And uh, we'll see you for the next one. Yeah, uh, guys, just remember, if you are struggling with anything, you need someone to chat with, anything like right. that, like reach out to us, any of the coaches, we're all in the same boat and uh, ready to chat and socialize and talk and go through stuff together. So you can reach out via Facebook Messenger, you can send us an email, you can send any of us a message privately, and, and we're happy to chat. If we are harassing you about accountability coaching, <laughs> give it a shot, yeah, try one. Because you need it. <laughs> we all need it and sometimes you know it, it helps us as coaches be able to evaluate where you guys stand now too and what you as a collective might need um so if it's literally just like 15 minutes of you giving us feedback about how you feel about online classes and and where things are going like it can be that so reach out <laughs> yeah awesome okay well thank you very much thank you bye guys okay.